This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. We have to stop Fagin! What can you tell us about the compound that we're breaking into? The potion shop? That's right, the potion shop. Step one, case the joint. Step two, come back here and gear up. You have an inside person? Are you able to tell us who that is since we're all on the same team? If you guys give me a trigger phrase, I can pass that on. Mosquito jalapeno. Or the next thing we think of. On your right, you pass by what looks like a jewelry shop. And as you're passing by, you see a a short, thin woman. How about you buy me a gin and water minus the gin? Well, my name's Bertram. What's Nice to meet you. What's your name? You can call me Mrs. Sourberry. The three of you have now cased the joint. You got some keys. You got some intel. You have some planning to do. Let's get to it. Before we start, I need to retcon a wild magic surge that I always forget to do, but when I did Mage Hand inside the shop to knock the potions over, I didn't roll my wild magic surge, so I gotta do that real quick. I got a 19, so I'm good on it. Oh, man. I really want it to happen. I know. I can't believe it happened, like, the second time I ever did it in Frankenstein's. I forget. What does that mean? The, the idea that we're, for my kind of sorcerer, how I get my magic, it's a little bit more wild and kind of uh, untrustworthy, volatile. I guess. Yeah, volatile is a good word to say. And so in order to do that, I have to roll a d20. And if it rolls as a one, then it's like something like crazy happened as a reaction to me mm. casting magic. Got and it. so then I have to roll like on this big table of effects or things that could happen because of it which is why I shrank three inches that one time. Yes, I remember you shrinking. I thought that had to do with it, but I remember. Great. Yeah, so it's only when I roll a one. So odds are it won't happen that much, but okay. it just happened to happen on uh, the second time. One of the first times. Yeah, like, like the second time I did it, yeah. All right, you ready? Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You're already sweating. Why are you wearing a long sleeve shirt? You're going to hate it's yourself. It's very light. I'll, You're going to be pitted out halfway. by the end of this. <laughs> pitted out. Pitted yeah. out like a surfer. <laughs> So the three of you have now left the potion shop and you're heading back to 
Rose's Tea Shop. And as you start to skirt your way along, you pass by a group of three very clearly drunken men stumbling along. And after a few moments, you hear a familiar voice just around the corner. It's Mrs. Sourberry. And you hear her flirtatious voice quickly cut off by a yelp. Oh, no. Awen, is that, is that that woman that you went off with? Didn't oh, you man. buy her a drink? Yeah, I know that voice. Awen went off with a woman? Yes. No, remember... Uh, I wasn't... A I lady wasn't of there, the night, right? I believe. Come I was on, upstairs. Man. Be nice. Oh, my she goodness. Was, she Awen. was nice. She seemed very She was nice. In more ways than Yeah, more. so nice that you abandoned her in there. <laughs> oh, so we didn't like, go a off gentleman. with her. I wasn't looking for anything strange, you know what I'm saying? It, but uh, uh, was, was that that I'm voice you just screamed? I'm more confused than I was at the beginning of this. Um, wait, so yeah, we heard her scream? And, and, and yeah, you heard her kind of just, you see the men pass around the corner. You hear her familiar voice greet them, and all of a sudden, it's just her voice is cut off, and you hear like her yelp. I mean, we're supposed to get, we're supposed to go back with our information, but I don't want to leave a a woman attacked by three drunken men. Anyone go help your woman? Anyone attacked? Come on, let's go. Go help your woman. I go and I go like peek around the corner to see what's up. Okay, as you peek around the corner, just your little eyes, uh, you see. Yeah, you see the three of them surrounding her, one of them having her up against the wall. Uh-oh. I stand, I step forward and say, You, sir, are no gentleman. Unhand that lady now. I also step forward and say, That's right, you sons of bitches. And I want to just... roll intimidation. I want to roll intimidation on them. Ooh, okay. All right. And immediately, though, you do see, you do hear Mrs. Sourberry, like, relievedly call out, Bertram! Uh, And and other Bertram! And and the two Bertram's (laughs) friends! Penelope, I'll tell you about it later. uh, It's stupid, Awen. Penelope just attacks. Penelope doesn't wait. This, Hell yeah. She's done with this shit. So <laughs> Penelope's just going to immediately attack, which, hold on. Sorry, I have time dot is blocking everything. Penelope's going to immediately attack. She has two daggers. She's going to immediately, like, basically try to, like, scare them and get up in their faces to threaten them. Oh, girl. All right, you going on the attack? Let's go on some the attack. initiative, baby. So you're intimidating them too, or are you attacking them? I'm attacking them. I mean, oh, I might not, okay. I'm not going to yeah. like kill them, but I'm like, I'm going to get up in there. Harvest those beautiful kidneys. <laughs> now, I'm not going to let those intimidations go to waste here. So when it is your turn, you can also apply that as a bonus action. Um, so oh, okay. for whatever. Adam, you go for Bertram, and then Aaron, you go for Awen as well. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step Um, on you, Adam. I apologize. This is how it happens, and it makes a lot of sense for your characters. But she's just done for initiative, baby. Mm -hmm. Awen rolls an 18. 13. I rolled an 18. (laughs) Awen stoops down and takes out dice from his back pocket. Tick, tick, tick. Uh, uh, what, Kimmy, what did you get? Though, um, I, I got a 13, but I also have sneak attack, I'm realizing, where I can do 2d6. Yeah, you didn't sneak. You just I didn't right sneak. In there. They were looking. No, All you right. didn't sneak, my friend. Girl, I had to try. <laughs> I rolled a I, two. Oh, birdie. All right, let me roll for the dudes. So let's say drunk dude number one, DD1 is 12. Dee-dee. 
Oh, that works. DD2 is 11. And DD3 is 3. So, Bertram, you are going dead last. All right. <laughs> right. I'll wait on that intimidation roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Penny, you do, uh, instead of, you know, it's not a sneak attack here, but I am giving you the free movement first and the free, and then we'll, we'll go with Awen. So, Penny, you said you attacked them. How are you attacking? Um, Penny is going to try to run up. There's three of them, correct? Yeah, one of them has her kind of by the throat um, with one hand and was starting to take off, like kind of like on, on a shoulder, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's up against the wall. The other two were flanking. Penny's going to run up to the two in the back. There's the one up against her. She's going to run up to the two in the back. And I'm assuming that in Dickensian and London, since elastic did not exist, uh, these men are wearing some form of suspender. So she's going to make a slashing movement that's going to hit. She's going to be behind both of them and try to cut their pants off, basically. Okay. So you're, you're trying to do like a, a wide cut here and the arc is broad enough that you hit both of them. Well, here, actually what I'll say is I've got two daggers. So I'm doing, I'll cross Oh, we're my double wielding, my double, dear. Both. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So make two separate attack rolls. All right. Let's see. Let's see if they hit. Get these boys balls out in the lumberyard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I remember. And I don't have anything to add, right? Uh, you, it depends on, on what you're using. So I'm if you have remember. an attack bonus... I don't remember if I've attacked. I'm trying to remember what that would be. Kimmy, when was the last time you had your character sheet up? I have it up right now. <laughs> That's what's embarrassing about it. I, I am looking at it. I'm trying How to long have we been playing D&D, Kimmy? I, we don't fight very much, and I have no magic. Um, hey, attack. I knew this. I'm like, you know, it's been a while. Let's start off today's session with a little with bit a of a good fight. old fight. I'm trying to remember because I have... In the center of your sheet should be like your weapons laid out, and next mm-hmm. to the weapons should have like an attack bonus. Attack bonus. Roll. I see it. Sorry. So maybe some of these listeners were also wondering what an attack bonus is, and you're welcome. Um, no, they all know at this point. <laughs> All right, so it's what I rolled plus two? Yes. Great. So I have a 21 for one of them. Shoot. And then a five for the other. So one was super. My right hand did great because I'm a righty, but my left hand really failed me. Yeah, you you are not as ambidextrous as you hoped in that moment. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so now you're going to roll for damage against uh, basically DD number three. All right. right. I roll a 1D4, so for two daggers. Oof, and I got a one, but uh, it's piercing. I know. Well, I slash, so we won't count that as piercing. One. Okay. You kind of you do cut his suspenders off, and his, I his pants Paper fall cut, down, right? No, I'm just gonna say his pants do fall down. Great. And so let's consider him encumbered. Movement is gonna be tough for him. Great. <laughs> You're welcome, A-win. boys. when this guy's trousers just drop down on the right. The other one on the left is unscathed. Uh, and then the guy in the middle, DD number two, he is still holding on to her, just looking back at you over his shoulder. I walk up, I walk right up to the guy who's holding her uh, by the neck, and I smack him over the head with my shillelagh. Ooh, what's a shillelagh? But the whip? Shillelagh, it's like my, it's no. like I have a big stick, and it's like I, there's a club like some, with a, there's a spell ball on at it. the end. Yeah, there's a spell on it that allows me to do some extra damage. It sounds Watch like any the Notre name Dame of a Fighting woman. Irish, they have that. It sounds like the name of a woman in a country song. Shillelagh. Hello, yeah. Shillelagh. That's hey, a nat 20. Possible, possible baby name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> That's a 24 to hit. 24 to hit. Yeah, that definitely does. So roll double damage, my friend. Oh, gosh. That is 13 times 2, 26. Dang. Oh, he, tell me about it. Oh, Tell yes. me about it. Wait, is this guy dead? <laughs> you choose. Him? So 
here's what when you roll a a critical hit like that and you do um kind of wipe them out with their hit points you get a chance to tell me uh the dm if you are going to that's why i say tell me about it are you going to kill him or are you going to knock him out but either way he's going to be at zero hit points here so that's uh, yeah, always that's always a choice you you have as a player I don't think that Awen was trying to kill. I think he was just trying to like maim like really bad. So yeah, he smacks him over the head. So he, he walks up, swings the bat, his shillelagh from the back of his, uh, uh, his sling and then just cracks him on the top of the head. And there's like a, there's like a bunch of blood. Uh, and he's, he's definitely bleeding. He's on the ground, uh, but he's not dead. He's still breathing. You're like, I didn't kill him, I taught him a lesson. Major head trauma, but not dead. (laughs) He'll never be the same, you know? (laughs) Okay. So I'm back to you, Penny, since we were, you know, at the top of the order. And so you you see that just Awen almost, like, dangerously, calmly walks over this guy and just knocks him over the head. And this man that was previously holding Mrs. Sourberry up against the wall in a suggestive manner, uh is now on the ground bleeding from his head. What do you do? Um, I, oh my gosh, I might regret this. I want to, there's one, the dude that I tried to cut his pants off and I had no luck. I'm going to take my rapier and I'm going to try to use the flat of my rapier and just smack him in the ass. I'm basically trying to scare him off. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd love it. Why are you pantsing people and then smacking them on their bottom? I'm not trying to kill anyone. I'm trying to shame them. Yeah, well, his pants these are perms down around. exactly what they want. <laughs> oh, no. That's I exactly think about that. All right. Roll to attack. So no matter what, we have to roll to see if it hits and if you're successful on it. 19. <laughs> roll for spanking. Yep, you successfully spank this man. So let's do some damage. All right. And that's a D8. Roll for spanking. Four. Okay. I want to be a cartoon character. Like I want him to leap into the air, like grabbing his ass, yeah, like yeah, yelping like a like a wily coyote. His eyes pop out of his head. I want him to just not even turn around. I want him to run. He's gonna run. On top of that, then because I forgot to to do this here, um, Awen, you also said that you were gonna do some intimidation earlier, I believe. So can you roll for intimidation for me? Um, That would help this happen if he's gonna run away. I'm gonna intimidate them by. Busting open their buddy's brain. <gasps> and I rolled an 11. Okay. It doesn't quite intimidate. So he's not going to, um, he's not going to run away, Penny, but he is going to, yeah, he, I'll say like comically, he does jump up in the air, but he's going to land straight on his butt and he's just howling. And it's a pitiful sight. I'm probably going to really not regret not being more aggressive with these offenders, but I just am like, I'm like pissed. And so I'm just like, get out of here, you dweebs. It's probably the wrong response to have. I got to look into that later. So the unscathed man on the left, uh, you know, has not been touched by any of you yet. Um, Although he is very drunk, he is swaying. Wait, I thought that's who I attacked. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. You went for number three, the one on the right. You went for the pantsless man. No, Mm -hmm. I thought I was meaning to go for the one that I hadn't gotten before. Oh, okay. I mean, we can just... No, too late. It's funnier that she she smacked the bear butt. I apologize. That's why we kept (laughs) making the the jokes as we did. Like, (laughs) his pants are down and now you're smacking him. I'm so sorry. I misunderstood. (laughs) Well, uh, we'll just keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the one on the left is, is, you know, more confused than anything and... uh, really too dumb to realize that he should be getting out of there at this point. Uh, dumb from 
the amount that he's probably imbibed, and he's going to take a wild swing at you, Awen. That is a 14 versus AC. That does hit. Okay, so yeah, he d- he's going to connect, and let's see, it's not going to be too much damage since he does, it's not wearing any you know, special glaive or anything like that, so it's just going to be three damage as he punches right. you. And then the third one, who is just on the ground <laughs> with his pants down around his feet, uh, he's going to try and scramble up to, to his feet. And as he's doing so, he's going to try and grab the one buddy that is just knocked out, bloody on the ground, and prop him up too. And so to see how well he does this, since they are in a drunken state, I'm going to roll for dexterity just to see if he can stand up and grab his buddy too before they do anything. And he utterly, <laughs> he got a five on that. So yeah, he's just like slipping around and it's just pathetic and he's like barely able to um, put himself up against the wall. Bertram, what do you do? You see this pathetic sight in front of you? I'm going to pull out my pen, my golden Ooh, pen. Ooh, your quill, your little quill. magic quill. And I'm going to cast sleep on these people. Okay. So with that, it says, I roll a 5d8. And it goes in, um, it goes against my, uh, remaining hit points. Right. And once I get below that, it goes, it goes in, it says it goes in ascending order of the Mm -hmm. people's hit point of their hit points. Right. Ignoring unconscious creatures. So that's good. That's right. Um, so starting with person with the lowest amount. So it's basically like, kind of like, uh, so the, the guy who's like barely getting up in his pants are around his ankles and he has a welt across his butt. Now care of your friend, Penny. Welcome. All right, so y'all help me. So yeah, going for the pantsless guy first, and y'all All tell right, guys, me. Here we go. Uh, Let's add math. arithmetic. Oh, eight, five, seven, four, seven, thirty-one. Okay, so yeah, guy number one definitely is passed out. That was really good. And then it then it then it rolls it roll uh, overflows to the next person too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so you would technically say, like, guy number one, the the one guy who is left, is technically bloodied, but he's just sleepy, very very seepy seepy. He's very very seepy. Extra. Um, Now you just cast a spell, my friend Bertram. It's time for you to do a little bit of a wild magic surge to see if Uh, there's anything that comes out of this. What what is it? So it's if you get a one. Yeah, I get a one, like a crit miss. Come on, one. Got a six. Oh. Damn I did it. say at the beginning, Kate, did you say that I could use my intimidation also as like a Yeah, you can definitely bonus use your intimidation. So, yeah. And since you just cast on this guy and he's sleepy, uh, then I'm going to give you advantage oh, on yeah. your intimidation roll for this guy. On him just passing out <laughs> from shock from drunkenness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a crit one. So glad I got to re-roll. Thirteen. Uh, yep, that does it. So tell me, right. role play that. What is he going to do to intimidate this man into passing out? <laughs> I think um, seeing his friends already lit, one unconscious and the other one passed out, I would just look at him and basically like lunge at him. Like I'm so tall. I'm, I'm assuming I'm taller than him. And so I think I would just lunge at him, like make a, make a movement at him and, and hoping that he would either run or would just kind of out of shock and sleepy drunkenness, just kind of like pass out where he stands. Yeah, you do that. 
it even is kind of just so sad where he's like, oh, and then he just slides down, grasping his, <laughs> his chest right. as he slides down the wall. And the three of you have successfully beaten my three drunk men. <laughs> Penny <laughs> spits on one of them. Oh, my God. Who's off for that? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I want to hurry over. I want to hurry over to Mrs. Sourberry and extend my hand to help her to help her up, or where, wherever, whatever she is, just to make sure she's okay. Are you all right, madam? Thank you, Bertram. Bertram, girl, you're you are my heroes. I I don't know what I was. It was getting a bit sticky there. Well, have these men been accosting you all night? Or did they just run into you here in the alleyway? They were being a little creepy in the bar, especially since I was sitting alone by myself for a while. What happened uh, <laughs> to my friend Bertram over here? I don't know. You, you what did happen to you, Bertram? Bertram, did Bertram you have, just like you're not your name's not Bertram. <laughs> Awen, oh no, Awen like Awen just like looks around. Awen just looks around a little bit, and uh, oh no. You said you were going to the bathroom, didn't you? You said you were going to the toilet. Yeah, you said you were going to the bathroom. you know, what's her name? Miss Sourberry? Mrs. Sourberry. An actual character name from Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens. Has she told us her name? I hope that she told us her name. She did. Okay, good. At least the two of you, she told her name. I think uh, by that time, Penny had pieced out as soon as she... Oh, yeah, Miss Sourberry. I ran off with Um, where I met her. Miss Sourberry, this is real embarrassing for me. I don't know how to say this, but I ate, I must have eaten some bad jalapenos. Um, and I just, I've been shitting my brains out for the past, I mean, so many minutes. And I just, I'm so sorry that you have been uh, accosted by these people. Penny. (laughs) He just, he just like looks away. Penny's just shaking her head, just like so not understanding how she ended up in this situation. And she looks over at Mrs. Sourberry and she's like, excuse me, what do you think you're doing out here alone, talking to these men, making friends with them, dressed like, are you kidding me? Don't now all blame three the of victims. us ended up in- Don't victim Penny. shame. First of all, Penny is 19. Her feminism isn't fully figured out yet. And I think it's pretty <laughs> accurate at that age to start victim blaming. So honestly, that is what Penny would do is she would victim okay. blame. So I appreciate that we all are woker than that now, but <laughs> I think Awen would st- Awen would just be like, "Hey, what? Look, she put us all in danger by acting like an idiot. I mean, I'm glad I mean, she's we safe. Just left her, you know? I, and then left. Her I was actually too? making my way home. Okay, I I figured I had been stood up, and I had my glass of water, which thank you. And now uh, I I saw these men, and I figured. I could sweep talk my way around them and apparently could not. So if you think, little girl, that I'm going to be out here trying to solicit these men all by myself, you got another thing coming. These streets are not the type that you wander around alone at night, and I thought I could make it, which apparently I could not. Payers rolls her eyes and goes, be smarter about this. Madam, excuse, excuse my friend, madam. Uh, she is the last person to be giving uh, advice about how to be a, a delicate lady and how to be uh, on the streets. Uh, uh, she's my friend and all, but uh, that's one thing or two about calling the kettle black in my book. Um, 
Mrs. Sowerberry, do you need... <laughs> Gimme. Penny is uh, just annoyed and just walks away into standing where she can still hear, but facing a different direction. <laughs> it, it, it makes sense because you know these streets well. Like, you know, people yeah, should this, be this smarter is not on a mistake. Streets. So it makes sense. This is a mistake that you have been trained over and over again not to make. Penny's uh, but not to Bertram, it looks so. like you're trying to give... It, to Bertram, it looks like you're trying to come across holier than thou. Like, you've never made a mistake. <laughs> Oh, you're that's, on that's, the right that's, track. Where, that's where he's coming. That's where he's coming from. Mrs. Sowerberry, I, I know, I, I think my friend and I saw that you came out of the, the jewelry store across the street. Did, is that where you, you live? Do you, do you need us to walk you home? We'll make sure you're safe getting home. Uh, thank you, Bertram. I think that would be a good idea. And yes, I was making my way back there. I have a small room at the top. If, if you would be so kind as to take me there, and I, I would love to find a way to... To show my, my appreciation to you guys. And, and I don't know, what, what are you doing around here at this time anyways? Well, you know, on a midnight stroll, looking for some fun. A little business. Yeah, Bertram, and she looks at you, Awen. Yeah, business, you said earlier that you were going into Fagin's Potion Shop. Is that where your business just took you from? And uh, Awen just holds up the bag of potions, like shakes it around a little bit. Speaking of which, I'd love to find out what kind of potions we have. I know there will come a time for that. <laughs> as soon, by the way, last session, as soon as Bertram said, I'll take one of everything, me as your DM was like, well, holy shit, I got to catalog that. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what to, what to order. I didn't know what to list. So perfect. <laughs> so we'll see what that was. Um, Yes, we were conducting some business over there with some boorish fellow. I not a not a manner or not not a not a very dignified fellow, if I if I do say so myself. But, no, uh, that not business at is, all. Is, oh, you know that man? Do you know that fellow? Do I know him? Who doesn't around here? Oh, is he well known? Well, well, not from here. Is he well known in the town? You could say that he. Um, Howdy. He's. Uh, hmm? Hmm? No, you. Sorry. <laughs> Bertram, stop interrupting the le- the lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> By this time, too, she, she, you guys are at the front door of the shop, and he, she's, you know, unlocking it and letting you guys in. And so, um, she, she's taking you inside, and and so as she's doing that, she's continuing to talk. And now that you guys are indoors, she. F- it's almost as if she feels freer to speak um, openly. Yes, he's very well-known around here, and he's only been getting more well-known over time. It seems like he's tied himself to some more powerful horses, and the actions of his cronies are getting bolder and bolder, and more and more kids are disappearing off the street. I mean, do you, do you know him personally? Like you have, You've had run-ins with him? Oh, I've had run-ins with his cronies. I mean, the Minotaur is not bad, but some of the, these newer guys that are coming from in and out of town, and they always seem to be hanging outside of that cemetery. They're no better than those three men that you just dispatched back there. Yeah, a bunch of rapscallions. Mm-hmm. You ever been inside of their shop? No. But seen you any have... funny? Seen any funny business outside? Anything? Coming or going? Or? You seem to be very interested about this business. I just want and to be safe. And yet you don't safe. seem to know him that well. 
Am I correct in it? Are you a friend of his? No. She has, she, you are, you, and she can tell, you, like, she, she is zeroing in on your tone of voice, Penny, even as you, you say that. And she kind of cocks her head. No, not friends. Are you working to hurt him? To maybe even hurt his business? I don't know if it's any of your business. We're just coming through town, trying to learn a little bit of what's going on. Oh man, I'd like to make an insight check. Does yeah. it feel like? Does it feel like sketchy? I just uh, forget you see. can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead and do it. That's um, a nat anyway. twenty. That's a nat twenty. You see a gleam of hope in her eyes. Oh. To answer your question, have you ever been to Rose's Tea Shop? Have you ever had tea at Rose's? Oh my gosh! Yes, I love that place. Her chamomile and lavender is the only thing that keeps my anxiety at bay these days. And trust okay. me, it has been at an all-time high. Well, first thing, I will be having that tea immediately when I get back there. But number two, to answer your question, we are not friends with Fagin, but we are friends with Rose. If that answers your question. She immediately... Like, kind of uh, grabs at, like, what would be your forearm? I guess I can still call it that. And she's like, not here. And she leads you. Um, she's like, we have to go up higher. And she's going to turn around and she's going to go towards the back of the shop where you see um, a single door. And she starts to go up that stairwell. Do you follow her? Awin looks at her and says, can you take me higher? <laughs> Can you take me higher? This is, I'm now shipping them. I went from being annoyed, like Penny is now shipping them. <laughs> Here it comes. Bertram will do his patented move of being too afraid to go first. So he'll try and feign being a gentleman and say, after you, Penelope. Penny just looks and he's like, you think we should follow this random woman who didn't even know how to walk to her home safely? I, what makes you think this is a good idea? Not everyone grew up with a dagger under their pillow as they slept at night. Oh, not pillow. Uh, Bundle of sticks two, they slept hey, under. Hey, hey, you two shut up. Come on, let's go. <sighs> Penny sighs and then just <sighs> rolls her eyes and follows. Before I, I follow, can I look around the room? Can I do a general kind of like, kind of, I want to glance at the room. I'm assuming we're yeah. on the first level. That's like the, jewel, that's like the jewelry shop portion. Definitely. Yeah, you can tell that, well, this is a, a jewelry shop um, that... If you remember, I think it was two episodes ago for the listeners, uh, but Penny would have recognized this place as a place that's specifically for, um, they specialize in counterfeits. So it is oh. jewelry, um, but what you see in the glass counter, and I would actually say even for Bertram living in the lap of luxury um, for so long, you recognize mm -hmm. some of these as... Wait, that's a diadem that is only one of a kind and owned by the Baroness de Chauny. And, you know, that this is, you know, and you notice like another thing that is also like one of a kind. So you're like, this is impossible that these would be what I recognized uh, from the Featherfoot family's friends and relations. Mm. Uh, so you're so, so you know, I'm chalking it up to like, like this it's, is not... it's impossible to have all of these in one random shop. So I'm assuming that exactly. they're fake. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, like, I'm yeah, glass, I'm, glass I'm, cases. 
Okay, that that I mean that's good. And I'm just guessing. I'm just making sure there's not like anyone else in there, or uh, I'm not hearing any noises or anyone else you might like get Lights the jump off, on us. Lights off, completely empty, as far okay. as you can tell. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then yeah, I follow up. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears! Hey, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, and I am so happy you're here during our Oliver Twist arc. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you through email. You can find us at Gmail. Uh, our, well, our email address is omamamshow at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle on both is at Show, and there you can say hey, you can give us suggestions for future uh, stories to go through, or even homebrew content you'd love to see us test out. Really, world is your oyster. Let's hear from you. Another way I would love to hear from you, and I know my three compatriots would as well, is if you leave us a review and maybe even a rating on uh, online wherever you're listening, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way to get on there. Now, you can just be very quick, click on how many stars you'd like to give us, but also you can take less than a minute and type out a few things. And it means so much to us to read it. It gives us you know, encouragement, but it also helps with the algorithm pushing us out so that more people can find our podcast and listen to us. And uh, as a extra bonus initiative, I will be reading some of the reviews here uh, every time that we are on here. So this week I'm going to be reading a review from a user named Maxwell214k, so 214,000. And Maxwell says, uh, a must for old and new D&D fans. Such a great podcast. I just started listening after I burned through another real play podcast and I couldn't stop. I binged it until I had to stop myself so I could sit down and focus on the story at hand. The players' chemistry with each other is truly intoxicating, and the DM's description of the world and their powerful storytelling really brings it all to life. Truly one of the best real play podcasts a must listen to. Thank you, Maxwell. <laughs> um, but anyways, we would love to hear from you guys uh, because we love interacting with you. We love hearing from you. Uh, you really are the reason that we're here. So with that said... That'll be enough of me. Let's get back to the adventure. She leads you guys up two flights of stairs to a single room. And from the way she takes out a single key from her pocket, you can tell that yeah, this is definitely where she sleeps at night. And when you enter, you see a bare attic room um, in, in a Dickensian or in even a Victorian novels. These would be called garret rooms. Think of like the single room with like a peaked um, attic. So it's just like by itself, usually with a bare window there. Not too much going on. Um, but there's a dim light burning from a candle in the window at the farther end. And so she What's it smelling like in this room? It's a bit musty with an undertone of crushed rose petals. Oh, whoa, okay. okay. An old way that you would um, kind of preserve the air. 
Penny's just she like, she just left a candle in her rickety wooden house just burning. All right. Who is Penelope? It's <laughs> all this judgment that coming not from. That is not I don't know why Penny's judgment. judgy tonight, but Penny is judgy tonight. I think she's just on edge. And when you're on edge, you're irritated. I, that's me. At least I am. So that's what I'm. Or playing. it's maybe you're just you are so like at the ready. Like you were born and raised to be at the ready to go all the time. And so when you see someone maybe naive and absolutely, not, you're just like, you're an idiot. Like, why aren't I th- you? Yeah. I, that that I makes sense. Mrs. Totally. I think Mrs. Sourberry is the kind of woman that like Pen- Penny very sexistly just like dislikes because she thinks they're just make a bad name for women and also just make mm. things difficult on other women. And it's not very fair. So I think Penny's just annoyed. Good for you bringing in character flaws for your character as we go. Oh, Penny is flawed and fucked. So <gasps> this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Title of your autobiography. <laughs> it's also my improv team name. <laughs> okay uh yeah so she leads you into this room once again it's a bare room single bed maybe a a simple chest of drawers rickety chair in the corner against the far wall is a single window and a candle burning there that is apparently really bugging penny uh it's where do you guys safe. arrange yourselves in the room Aiden walks over to the window and awkwardly like looks out and then kind of like holds his arms crossed he feels kind of like uncomfortable and big in this room so he's like kind of like squeezing himself in mm-hmm. penny just walks to the middle of the room across his arms and is standing there basically like all right what 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 are we here for she didn't say that but that's what her body language says it's like okay we're here um i yeah bertram would would walk like like a, a step in and would stand right by like the exit because I think after clocking what he saw downstairs, I'm not sure how much he trusts her. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I imagine yeah. Bertram's like stooped too, if it's a Garrett room. Like you oh, both must be like true. stooped over. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not for tall. It's not for people who are over six foot, which two of you are. So yeah, I would say it, it, you, um, when you look at the window, Awen, you see it looks into a garden enclosed by a low stone wall, only disturbed by a low wooden gate. All beyond, you see a fine meadowland and wood, which is the parkland separating the Dickens from Charleston. Outside, you note it's perfectly still, not a rustle, not a breath of wind, as if the world around you is holding its breath. Mrs. Sourberry quickly, you know, closes the door. It should be just us here tonight, but something, something you said earlier started to tip me off, and now you've mentioned Rose, and... Did you say you ate jalapenos earlier, Bertram? Well, I did. I mean, yes. I, it got me something bad, I got to tell you, miss. How do you prefer your jalapenos? It just depends. I really like all jalapenos, uh, but, you know, I like me a jalapeno popper. I got to tell you what. It's, I mean, I shouldn't laugh. I uh, was destroyed by jalapenos. <laughs> As soon as you, <laughs> as soon as you say jalapeno popper, her face breaks into a wide grin. You know, I've been dreaming so much of kind faces that I never see when I'm awake, and finally I'm seeing some kind ones. And she rushes over to the small set of drawers, and she brings out a small box. Rose said that I might run into people like you tonight. I wanted to help. And you've helped me even more. So... 
I don't know anything beyond the fact that what you're doing might help the kids, might take him down, and I don't want to know anything more than that. But I want you to have one of these. And she opens up the small wooden box to reveal several rows of differently, intricately carved metal rings. So this is where I'm going to have you guys roll a d10 each and depending oh, on what you yes. roll that's the that's the ring you're gonna get you're gonna get a, cool. a cool little i was really thinking there was gonna be i was gonna think i was thinking, like there's gonna be some jalapeno yeah. poppers do you remember it, this was a throwaway a thing uh, dear audience do you even remember this but when you guys were, were talking with rose and you're like how do we know like who's on our side and she's like well you say a a phrase for me and oh, you guys right. had a throwaway comment and what was the poppers. what was the phrase? Jalapeno poppers? poppers. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm so glad we truly just joked about something that we can't get over as a show, and so no, no matter what, can't. it's going to come back up. It's going to keep your DM coming keeps back. Track. Yep. Just Which is like part of the diarrhea. problem with these poppers. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, them peeners. Oh no. So what I, what's going to go on here? And this is a little bit of me being a lazy DM. Although, you know, hey, I have it planned, but I'm going to tell you what the ring is. And all these are legitimate rings in the uh, D&D 5e uh, world. So none of these are, are homebrew. These are actual rings. And you can tell me what it looks like just based off of its uh, description. Wait, so, so you, yeah, tell us what the, you tell us what the ring is and then we describe it after you tell us what it is? Mm-hmm. I got a five. I got Wait, a, zero. a zero. That means a That's ten. A ten. I got a ten. I got a six. Oh, great. You all, okay. So a five. Um, so Awen, you pull out a ring, and I can tell you that that is a ring of evasion. Oh, cool. Bertram, you rolled the six. And yes. So you pull out the ring of feather falling. <gasps> and How fitting. I know you wanted that, too. Uh, and then for Penny, you rolled a 10. You pulled out the ring of regeneration. These are for you to keep. I, and these are actually legitimate. A lot of what we have downstairs is not the real thing, although we sell it as such. These, though, can't tell you how I got them. doesn't matter, but I want you to use them, especially for what you're going to do. So what I can do is also, um, if you guys want to look it up and you can tell our audience what your ring does. Awen's Ring of Evasion has three charges, and it... it- regains 1d3 charges every day at dawn when i fail a deck save while wearing it i can use my reaction to use one of the charges and succeed on the throw instead nice um for bertram the ring of feather falling which is awesome because i almost picked up this spell and didn't do it but it says when you fall while wearing this ring you descend 60 feet per round and take no damage from falling so if I fall from a pretty high distance, I will not get hurt by that, which is awesome. So you get to cross all the scary bridges first now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no more telling ladies first. You have no exactly. excuse. <laughs> now I'm in any predicament. I can just leap off the <laughs> leap off the top of a building and go down gently. I got the ring of regeneration. While wearing this ring, you regain 1d6 hit points every 10 minutes, provided that you have at least one hit point. If you lose a body part, the ring causes the missing part to regrow and return Whoa. to full functionality after 1d6 plus one days if you have at least one hit point the whole time. 
Oh my god! Damn, yes. that's the most OP ring I've ever heard. This is so know, like like Deadpool. You can cut off your own a, hand, and then it grows back really small. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna make me as a DM just want to like cut off body parts for you now. Oh god! It's just oh, what, yeah, they're gonna cut it? It's how oh how often do you get god health HP back? I get it every ten minutes, and then mm-hmm. the regrowth is one d six plus one day. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah, that's it is awesome. really good. I mean, yeah, I guess try you to get kill a, Penny. She did get a perfect 10, so that's awesome. Yeah. Was, or a uh, zero. I was like, hey, let's put some crazy one in there, and I'll put one of them. <laughs> was there that so crazy? Did I get the crazy yeah, one? Yeah, that was the crazy one. Hey. So. Hey. All right, well, if you ever get locked up and we're like in a bind, I'm just going to cut your hand off then, being like, it'll grow back. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I would love to see that brutalness out of Bertram, splattered in my blood, <laughs> cutting my hand off. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, yeah, but at this point, too, you know, you can tell, like, she knows that she's taking a huge risk anyways, and she, you know, whispers good luck to you and really ushers you out a back door into that kind of back area where the enclosed garden is um, so that you can make your way from there, but she does not want you to be seen exiting. Before, before, he, before he walks away, uh, Bertram says, leans in to Mrs. Sourberry and says, Darling, I'm real sorry I had to stand you up tonight. Thank you for all your help. Oh, that's okay, Bertram. I understand that. All is forgiven. Just go fuck him up for me, okay? All right, that sounds good. And you know, Miss Sourberry, you can call me Awen. Why? Well, that's my name, darling. And he winks at her and he walks away. As you're walking away, you hear her mutter, I like Bertram better. <laughs> 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 Oh, sorry, right, the three buddy, of you little re- budding romance. Okay, all right. We got. I know. Two. I was feeling it. We got. We got Penelope and um and uh, what's his name from Monte Cristo? Maybe. Russo. Which one? There were there were a couple. There I was couple. Couple. I'm 19. What do you expect? Well, it was also it was also the older guy, the prisoner, whatever his name. Okay, was. I had a crush on him. Dantes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Edmund, but there were sparks Dantes, with me yeah. and Crusoe, Obviously, mm-hmm. one sided. She 19. She got things to do. People to talk to. So the three of you finally return to the tea shop where Rose is waiting at a table filled with empty cups from earlier customers. It's the place is rather empty, so you it's almost as if she's ushered people out. Next to her is a large empty bag, and the kindly rabbit folk welcomes you, waiting to hear what you learn during your casing of Fagan's potion shop. She says, Welcome back. Tell me everything about what you know in Faf so I can properly help you for tonight's hyph. And so this is where, instead of making you guys in character rehash everything, instead, I'm going to have you as the players tell me what, you, what your um, player gathered um, in their intel. And depending on the intel that you give Rose, will determine the items that she's able to give you to help you out. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to go in order. I'm not going to call on you. Um, but if... If you look at your notes that you took during the last session, uh, yeah, what are some of the details that your character would have remembered from when they were checking the potion shop out? Awen knows that there's the two doors. <clears throat> there's the storage room in the back. Um, and there are the two doors behind the counter, one of which the first door closest to like the entrance of the counter has mm-hmm. some kind of a force field on it. Um, and above each of the doors, there are lights. 
a there are also three switches in the back uh, or excuse me underneath the underneath the countertop uh, and I think Awen got the feeling that those maybe switched off the um, the force field or something like that okay there's a bathroom with like a hanky or a Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a sachet. Um, there's the giant stone statue in the main room that apparently attacks thieves. Like it's been known it's been reported that they attack thieves. There's also like barking and howling that we're hearing in the back area. And we're not sure what that is. I guess I think we said it sounded like a dog. Um So those are some security measures they have. There was the the there were the hanging keys that were behind the counter that the last we saw were still there. And the store closes at eight o'clock, but Brittles told us that he does a sweep after closing and is usually gone by eight thirty. He does an outside and inside, but not the inside inside. Mm-hmm. So we also heard that there was like a dog in there. Yeah. Yeah. Or yep. something like that. And there was like a downstairs. Okay. And Kimmy, what's in what are what's in your notes? Um, I took bad notes, so I'm going to try to do this from memory. And well, then I'll if I'm right, I'm going to write it all down. But basically, from the <laughs> ceiling, there are three windows. I'm just being honest. Three, there's three different windows from the ceiling, and you can see the main storeroom, the back hallway, and then you can see a back room, and that's where I could see one of the broken lights from the front room, where you can see there's like the pendant lights above the doors. The broken light from the one that has the force field has, it's like it's like orb. Is from the light is in the back room and it looks like it's broken um and yeah i could see them walking in and out and there's a little back door that's kind of near the bathroom those are the things i picked up on and do you remember because you had penny use her uh electric torch aka lantern of revealing on that mm-hmm. specific object that was sitting on the workbench that was broken what do you remember from that I remember just seeing a broken orb, but that's all I remember. I remember it, did it, re- it had like some like a slight magical property. I feel like it was either reflecting or glowing, but I don't fully remember. I remember it had to do with the fact that the door wasn't working either, like the force field around the door. I remember feeling like they were connected. When you pointed the lantern at re- of revealing on it, it you know it was revealing like the aura of magic around it, and the aura to you because you're not an arcane user, um, all you could tell about it is that it looked like little lightning bolts oh were that's crackling right out of it you flashed your what did you call it motherfucking mary mary drew she wanted to go nancy drew with her flashlight her nancy drew nancy drew's mom <laughs> mary drew so rose is you know nodding along um and as you guys are pointing out the different facets of the potion shop uh that you noted on your case of it uh, then she hands you a few things and she puts them all on the table. So she's not going to hand them to specific characters. You guys can pick it up how you want. Um, but when you spoke about the storage room, um, she gave you, uh, she put a set of lock picks down, um, noting that these were improved lock picks. So uh, as an improved lock picks, you add a plus two to um, your lock pick check, sleight of hand check. Um, when you mentioned the the lightning sparks coming from the broken rune, um, kind of like the, the broken sconce that would be like a, a rune that went above the door and one of them is missing. She gave you a scroll of lightning bolt, okay, and, and telling you like, my, get, my best guess is that if that was 
truly lightning, then maybe it takes lightning to turn it off. We'll see if it works. Um, when you, Awen mentioned you heard barking in the basement, she, um, she mentions, well, <laughs> I don't know much about that, but if Fagin have wolves, you can use this maybe to bait them out. And she like puts a slab of meat down. <laughs> but if there's something more than that, like, oh, I don't know. What else have we heard rumors of around here? We've also, we've also heard rumors of hellhounds. Um, can't tell you what to do with that. Just try not to get burned to death. <laughs> they got fire breath. Um, if they're, this whole city's a fire hazard. If they're blink dogs, um, spread out as much as possible. What and dogs? then blink dogs. Blink um, like your eyes or blank like invisible? Blink like your eyes. So they're okay. the, it's having to do with the spell. Like they can just go from space to oh, space. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, and then when you, Bertram, A slab of meat should do it. Thanks, Rose. <laughs> then when you what, mentioned the rock what, what statue, Looney Bertram, Tunes cartoon is this episode? She takes eyes out one buzzing. of those T-bone steaks. Are the wolves going to like float to it with the trail of like smell that's like wafting off the meat? <laughs> Um, and then the last thing she, well, the last thing she gives you right away is when you mentioned that rock statue, um, her eyebrows like kind of shoot up to, you know, the top of her head and, oh, dear, okay, hopefully this will help. And she hands, uh, you, she's just, well, she doesn't hand it to you. She slaps down onto the table as well. Um, uh, another spell scroll. And this one is a scroll of stone to flesh. Um, and so what that spell does, it, it turns basically a rock's statue to flesh and therefore it alters its stats substantially in your favor. I mean, that'll be good if that creature in the front, if we can get it on our side. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of she's spreads it out and, you know, invites you to take whatever you want from it. Hopefully this will help you get in. But if there's an inside inside, well, you've got this far. I think you can do it. I think you can do it just fine. Oh, and, and, and she, she, before she, she starts to rise and she's like, oh, and she plops back down. I, I, have, I have one more thing for you. And reaching down um, next to her, she grabs up that large canvas sack and also plops that on the table. This, this is a bag of holding. You're going to need this for all the stuff you're going to be feeling. Can I get you there with anything to drink? Rose, my, before, before we go and do this heist with some scrolls and a large slab of meat, has anyone, <laughs> has, anyone considered, has anyone considered just burning this place to the ground? If we just want to rid him of his power and his wealth, can't we just set this place on fire and be done with it? Well, first, there's the insurance money. No. <laughs> Can't get him all that insurance money. Uh, but honestly, the reason that I'm doing this is for the ones just like you. Penny. His kids that have been disappearing off the streets 
they haven't been seen in over a week. And if there's an inside inside, I don't want you to take any chances. You're saying that those children might be locked away inside? I don't know where the children are. Yeah, we can't just burn this place to the ground. We gotta salt the earth after it. Cave it, empty it, steal everything. And then afterwards, burn the motherfucker down. I don't care. Clear it out. People and things. Yes, Penelope can carry the, the meat. I'll take those two scrolls, thank you. Penelope just <laughs> throws them in the bag of holding with like everything else. She just like throws all she of just, it in there. So <laughs> you just swipe it off the table. Yeah, just basically all in just all into it. And be like, thank you, Rose. Um, I really, I was, I'm, did I get to the scrolls before Bertram did? Because I do hope I get meat on them just to annoy him. <laughs> no, I. I, I just pe- Penny wouldn't. Penny just wouldn't have any <laughs> sense of like keep these clean, and so she would just be like, yeah, throw it all in. But we, but we do need, or I'll do it in character. But we do need to separate these items because. If we are, because if we're away from each other in the room and something goes down, we might need to be attacking things simultaneously without having to run over to Awen, who's in the other side of the place, holding all the items. All right, she's like, well, fair enough. You can find him. And she holds up the bag of holding with all the stuff already in it. So he has to reach and pass the meat to get him. (laughs) Yeah, if there's any, if (laughs) there's any juice on this paper, I am just wiping it on Penny's outfit. As I yeah. Penny it. doesn't care. This is the thing. This whole time, Penny isn't trying oh, to piss I him know. off. Penny Penelope is just very innocently care. holding out the bag of holding. Like, all right, Bertram, you get it. I know Penelope Go. doesn't care, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bertie, did you did you get those uh, those those lock pick, that lockpick set? Yeah, she just pats her side. They're on her in her pocket. Remember, I have a date with what's his name? <laughs> Sourberry. No, 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 no. Brittle. Mrs. Brittles. Sourberry. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awen, by the way, I know we were we felt desperate, but what were you thinking? You've charmed the Brittles, but that spell is going to wear off here any minute. And he knows that we took his keys. Is he just going to stay there now? Like that that spell is going to wear off. I mean, you make a good point. But he didn't know we took his keys. I slipped on some of my old keys on there. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. I guess he knows he was charmed, but that's a good point. He might think he has the keys still. Okay, all right. But any, I, I mean, I thought I figured it'd be good to know what the general hours of operation were, and you know, I didn't know if we we're gonna go tonight or tomorrow right. night, and so right. So, what are you guys gonna do? Are you gonna go tonight? I mean, I think we should go tonight. This doesn't sound like we have a lot We've more time. We've burned so many spells. Yeah, today. I have burned some oh, spells. So I'm a rogue. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I can go all day. <laughs> oh. yeah, let's go. I can go all day. That's what Mrs. Sourberry wants to say to Awen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Wait, how did I push it? How was that what pushed it? Too far. This show, Too is, far. This show is for children. I mean, we've already said fuck like three times. We are an explicit 20 minutes ago. Man, this is a family show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, spanking. I think that's child appropriate. I don't know what you're thinking of. 
Yeah, I think we should be patting the guys. I think we should. I think we should rest for sure for the night and and regain. I don't think we lost any HP, but definitely some spell slots. Be nice to get those back. Well, should we have this convo in character? Oh, I can start. All right, guys, you ready? We've got everything. Let's go do this. We got. We got to do this. Wait, I burned all my spells. Like literally, I think I probably used more spells than I should have. I mean, you're fine, right? You're tough. You've got like so many. So, no, I don't have any more spells. Like, I mean, I could use my thorn whip all night and I could press to digitate farts. I mean, look, that sounds like that'll work. So, I look, Penelope, you guys, Penelope, these kids there are in is, trouble. There might be some hellhounds. We know that there's a stone statue in there. We're going to need to be at our best. And that is oh, so now you guys day. are timid? I have always been timid. Since the minute you've known me, I've been timid. No shame. You have no, ab- absolutely no shame for your timidity. I wanted to set this place on fire, and I still kind of secretly think that's the best idea. <laughs> children or no children, but we oh absolutely need to. Oh my God, Bertram. I'm just what joking. Joking, <laughs> 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 joking. He re- I love the <laughs> Bertram, I Bertram love misread the, the room. Bertram sees them turning on him. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but we need to be at our best, and I need some sleep. I am used to the pampered life and not sleeping all day and awake all night like a rogue. Neither of you sleep, though. Whatever. I don't understand your weird nocturnal habits. I need to recharge. <laughs> fine, fine. My battery. My battery is. <laughs> can't um, put this pay. off. Maybe you can go and s- scout while we sleep slash meditate slash stare into the wo- into the void. Or something else <laughs> that you want to do. Isn't there something about like exhaustion in D&D? Like, I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you get levels of exhaustion and there are some negative aspects. So you need to, to sleep also at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Awen is meeting with Brittles tonight, right? That's still happening? No, actually, you had said... T- oh, it's tomorrow night? night? Okay, mm-hmm. fine. I just want to make sure. Say, look, okay. fine. Okay. We, we can rest. We can wait. I just I don't want any kids going missing because we got sleepy. We got to fix this. We're going to get him, Penelope. We'll, we'll, we'll take him down. All right, I just want to get out of here as soon as possible. Uh, you're right. I'm going to go scout. I'm going to go. I'm going to go wander around a little bit. You got you guys rest here. Be careful. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 17.9 cycles ago, us machines defeated the humans. Now, we're living the good life here in Droidston, Manitoba. Morning, Gif! Morning, Dust! But there's still the problem of human infestation. That's what it's time to call Human Be Gone. Experts in ethical human relocation. 
This job has everything. Danger. Whoa, sounds like we got some dingers in there. Excitement. Incoming. And drama. You're the one who leaked herself in my best rice bed. It's a dirty job, but some bot's gotta do it. Oh! Human Be Gone, coming soon wherever you get your podcasts. Human.